Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today I've got something slightly different for you. I'm going back and reading one of my older articles. And this one's on a topic I never thought I'd actually do, because... As you guys know, I'm, well, at the very least, I wasn't a fan of convertibles a while ago because I thought, well, you reduce the stiffness of the chassis, you add weight, and you get rid of the roofline, which adds to the styling of the car, especially for me. However, last year during the RMDE, the Rocky Mountain Driving Experience, I got to ride in a BMW M850i, and you know, that car changed my mind. That car changed my mind, and so I decided I'd write an article on it, and today we are reading that article. It is titled, I Now Understand the Draw of Convertibles. I Have Seen the Light is the subheader, so let's get into it. I've said a few times on this site, Drive Tribe, that I'm not a drop-top guy. I think hardtops look better, and I'm not fond of the obscene levels of wind noise that comes with the no-roof experience. Just watch this section of a video to understand why. And that video is of when I got a ride in the 2018 RMDE, in another convertible, the Mercedes, I think it was an E400 convertible. And even with the little wind deflector thing on the back, there was so much wind noise. It was just hysterical and actually kind of annoying. So that car didn't that car didn't help my convertible experience or my convertible, convertible preconceptions, let's say like that. I have strongly held this opinion for a fairly long time, and I never thought I'd change it anytime soon. Then a BMW M850i came into my life on a beautiful day, by the way. Because the, the 2018 RMD, it was cloudy and rel I think it was relatively cold, so that also didn't help, but... And shook that belief to its very core. Here's the context and the why. I'm part of a media group in my region, and they have this annual event called the RMDE, Rocky Mountain Driving Experience. Every year, they go on a mini road trip and bring some press vehicles to drive throughout, throughout the route. This year, 2019, they had a handful of vehicles, and among the vehicles listed was a piece of text that read 2019 BMW M850i. I was pretty shocked to see this vehicle in the list, considering how it was recently, I believe anyway, it was recently revealed, but got hyped nonetheless. Here's how much I don't care or didn't care for convertibles. When I first read that sentence, my mind immediately went to the coupe version. The possibility of them using the soft top M850i never even crossed my mind once. Like, it never, it was never even in my subconscious at all. As such, it's not hard to imagine my surprise when, while walking around the hotel parking lot where we were starting, I saw what was unmistakably the drop-top configuration of the M850i pull in. A bit of annoyance probably slipped into my subconscious as I walked slowly and watched this BMW make its way to a parking spot, feeling like it's mocking me with this plot twist that I set myself up for. However, being the optimistic person that I am, I decided to put a positive spin on things. It's still a brand new BMW 8 Series, and it's not like it's, it'll be boring to ride in, I tell myself, and it could be worse on top of that. That, in a nutshell, is the mentality I had regarding the M850i, which now brings me to the part where, where it completely shattered that mentality. The why. The ingredients. A sunny day. A great B-road. A 4.4 liter twin turbo V8 making 523 horsepower and a sport button. The result. A honeymoon-esque experience where I understood the true appeal of having nothing but the sky as your roof. This experience was very different from the last time I was in a convertible. The last time I was in a convertible was when I attended the same event the year prior. That time, there was a Mercedes-Benz E-Class convertible available. That car didn't win me over or change my opinion, to be honest. 
It wasn't particularly sunny, and the wind noise in the back, as you can see from the link above, was pretty atrocious even with the wind deflector. There's something even worse about that car though, and I have to be a bit and I have to be a bit cliche to explain why. You see, the Merc was just a car. It had a really nice interior and an exterior to match and a drop top. But that's the only thing or the only things that really made it special. Beyond those things, there's nothing separating it from being a normal car without a permanent roof, like a Mini Cooper convertible or a Chrysler Sebring convertible. Or hey, remember this car, the VW Eos. Of course, the interior and exterior are nicer than both, but its normality is exactly the same as both two. Simply, it's, it's an appliance, just like those two examples and many more. One in particular I keep thinking about is the VW Eos. Thing is, I can forgive the Eos, the Sebring. I said Eos twice, I meant to say the Mini. Thing is, I can forgive the EOS, Sebring, Mini, and other cars of that type being appliances because they're at a far cheaper price point. Below $35,000, you really have to decide what kind of convertible you're going to get. You're either going to get a normal convertible that's boring to drive, or you're going to get a Miata. There aren't that many cars that bridge the gap between the two extremes in an affordable way. Mini, the Mini Cooper John, the Mini Cooper John Cooper Works convertible, convertibles start at $35,000. Once things hit the $80,000 price bracket, though. Sorry, but a little thing called performance needs to join the party before I think about going. Thankfully, all of those things are precisely what the BMW isn't. It's an exciting, enticing drop top because it's got an engine and a sport button, which opens up the exhaust, that add drama to the situation. You get the air, you get the sun, you get the sense of freedom, and the backdrop of a twin-turbo 4.4-liter V8 snarling through the trees in the hills of southern Colorado. Tell me that doesn't put a smile on your face reading that. I might as well have lived out a, a Forza Horizon 1 fantasy. The end of the road. This article was a bit short. I probably could have maybe done a little bit more, but I, didn't, I don't think I had that much to say. That last paragraph is the reason why I now get it. The unfiltered sound of an engine on a brilliant B-road with nothing but the sky and the wind to accompany you? I think that's the fantasy most have when they get a convertible, and I now fully understand the appeal of that fantasy. Lastly, thank you, BMW MA50i. You have opened my eyes to a world of cars I never thought I'd understand, let alone think about buying someday. Now I've just got to figure out which Gen 2 Viper I'm getting first, an RT10 or a GTS Coupe. And that's pretty much the end of that article. And I think my, my opinion still hasn't changed because that's still a great memory for me. That's still one of my favorite memories. And it's, you know, it's easy to... It's easy to look at the experience I had with the E4, with the E-Class convertible and say, oh, well, all convertibles are like this, they're all crap, they're all, and then never getting another convertible again. I mean, par I partially got in the MA50i, no, yeah, I got in the MA50i the first time because the car I was trying to get into had already left and I was kind of stuck without a ride, but I'm glad, I'm glad I got stuck without a ride because I, I, you know, here's the thing, I still don't see the appeal of like a VW EOS, a Chrysler Sebring convertible or cars like that because to me, I mean, at that price point, yes, but not not cars like the Mercedes E-Class 400 convertible, because to me that again is a normal car without without the roof, and so that's fairly boring. You don't really get the engine note; you just get wind noise. And and to be fair, that I was sitting in the back, so that also didn't help, and it wasn't sunny, so again, that also also didn't help. But to me, if you're gonna get if you're gonna spend upwards of $50,000 on a convertible, you might as well get a performance car so you can hear that engine better because that's that's one of the best parts of having a convertible is just hearing everything better, especially the engine. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me to just get a normal $80,000 convertible. You're just kind of wasting your money. It's it's a lot like how Jeremy Clarkson explained the 
the Mercedes SLS AMG Roadster. He was saying the thing is, 50 miles per hour in a convertible feels the same as in that car as it does in a Mini Cooper convertible or a VW EOS convertible. And I have the exact same problem with, I, and I still do, with that Mercedes. 50 miles per hour in that car, while the interior looks great, the wind in your hair feeling and all that is going to feel exactly the same in that as it would in a Sebring, as it would in an EOS, as it would in even a Miata. But what makes the Mercedes, what makes the SLS AMG more interesting and the M850i more interesting and worth getting them in a drop top is you can hear the car better. You can hear the engine better. And when you go on a brilliant B road like what we did for the RMDE with a great engine just to echo off the trees, that's such, that's such an enticing and, and addicting experience. An experience like that or even going to a track in a convertible and hearing the engine all the time, even that is worth getting a convertible. Not driving around town in a normal VW EOS or or the Mercedes E Class E four hundred convertible thing. If that's if that's your if that's your bread and butter, then go for it. You know, I just I can't see the appeal of that to me because I'd rather just have a much cheaper convertible and have the same the exact same experience. The interior of of that Mercedes was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, it was brilliant. But if I'm spending that much on a convertible. Dude, I'd rather just get a Gen 4 Viper, even with its significantly more crap interior. Because I can hear the engine, and it's more of a driver's car, and it's faster. It's... <sighs> Driving that car with that engine, or not not even, not even just the Viper, but even the MA50i, it's so much more of an event. It makes the whole experience more fun. And so that's, that's why I understand, to that end, the draw of convertibles. And it... And it would seem to me that a few people agreed. We have this one comment here by Mark Janus. Sorry if I got your name wrong. Every time I drive my Aston Martin DB9 Volante convertible, it puts a huge smile on my face. The roar of the V12, wind in your hair, sunny day, and an open road is the epitome of the driving experience for me. There is, n there is nothing better than a luxury GT convertible for those special days. And that's exactly my point. That just adds to the experience. It just makes it so magical, so, so addicting. A VW EOS in traffic is just you're just you're just getting burned by the sun and your air conditioning is not gonna work as well. It's just not as engaged, it's not as enticing. It's just not as great. But I'm so glad I understand the draw of convertibles now because now I genuinely want a Gen 2 RT10 Viper because that would be fantastic. Because before, you know, before I never I was like, eh, you know, I like RT10s, but I don't really want to own one because not a convertible guy, and I think the GTS looks better, and I still do. But that experience, man! Man, I have to I have to get a Gen 2 RT10 now because that would be fantastic. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget to like the episode, share the episode, follow the podcast, and do all the same things with the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. 
Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more Full Throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.